Okay, hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us today at the RIG Podcast. Thank you so much for your patience as uh, I've been dealing with some technical issues, but we got a very special guest today. And I just gotta say, I'm a really big fan of yours. Yeah. Loved you in the parliament. You know what I'm saying? George Clinton. <laughs> right. And and I guess I don't need to ask you where you're calling out of, but because uh, it looks like you're calling out of Texas, but can you tell me uh, whereabouts you're calling out of? I'm sorry, that's a Puerto Rican flag, but I'm from Texas. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's similar, it's but I'm from, <laughs> really? from Texas. <laughs> yeah. From oh, Texas. wow. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, yeah, so what, what part of Texas, though? Northeast Texas. So I'm like uh, 70 miles north of Dallas, northeast Texas. But now I just moved. We moved like uh, a week yes. ago. So I'm like, I'm northeast Texas, but we're like, 15 miles from Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. You know, um, we'll get to talk a little bit about this because with Bakersfield, we have very special history with Texas and uh, Oklahoma in a bit, but uh, we just start off. So I'm just gonna ask you some random questions and answer them as possible. Yeah. All right. Of course. I'm an open book. I'm an open book. So here we go. First of all, okay. First of all, what's your uh, uh, who's your favorite top three boxers? I'm sorry. Say that again. It, it broke up a bit. Say that again. Top top three boxers of all time. Favorite boxers of all time. Boxer. Boxers like fighting boxers. Roy Jones. Junior is my favorite. I mean, Mike Tyson. I grew up watching Mike Tyson, but Roy Jones Jr. is my yeah, favorite yeah, boxer of all time. Roy Jones Jr. If I watch that guy take out a guy Tyson, with a yeah. never shot. No, no. Roy Jones Jr. is my favorite boxer. All right. All right. I, uh, yeah. I really like Lennon. He's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Sugar Ray was great. I remember like when I was a kid, my family and my dad would go watch him. Yeah. For pay-per-views and just the how uh -huh. smooth he was. Sugar Ray was great, but my favorite boxer yeah, of all yeah, time yeah. is Roy is Roy Jones Jr. All right. Okay, here we go. Uh, favorite music genre. Favorite music genre. Hope you're gonna say country. Wait. <laughs> Wait, say it again. I'm sorry. It broke up. Music genre. My favorite music genre. That's hard because I can go from backdoor man to back that ass up. So <laughs> you know, from blues to rap. So I don't. I, I you know I can go from, you know from backdoor man to back that ass up. So. You stole that line. Hustle. You got that from. Uh, you got it from uh, hustle. That was a great video. Yeah, it was good. It was, DJ Paul said real, that line in there. Thrill. But okay, here back we go. Man, to back that ass up. Yeah, here we go. So, there you go. So, if you were going to get killed by a fictional horror character, who's. Hey, well, do me a favor, repeat that, because I, I, I hear the whole question. Yeah, if you were going to go 
down at the hands of any fictional character, who would you want to die? Here. Oh. Jason, this is an important question. So if I was going to be killed by a fictional character, who would, who would take me out? Or, yeah, or, or, yeah. Who would you want to die? Optimus Prime. Because I'd be like Starscream. Man. I'd be like Starscream. Be like, retreat! And I'm, I'm done. Or Cobra Commander. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if you have... You haven't really... Okay, anyway. Moving forward. Uh, I do want to ask you, uh, how long have you lived in Texas? Because you're originally from California. Yeah, I've been in Texas for two and a half years. It'll be three years uh, this September. And the reason I moved here is because when I was in California, I worked at AT&T. I would come out to Dallas for training and different things. I love the area. I love the people. I'm like, you know what? Let's go. And so we did. Were, were you nervous at all going down? Or like, uh, tell me bad things about Texas. I was never nervous about moving to Texas. Every time I came to Texas, I, before I moved here, I, I, I came out here like two or three times. I was never nervous. The people were fantastic. Texas in the, is in the South. I got all the Southern hospitality I've never experienced in California. So I was never nervous about moving mm -hmm. to Texas. Wow, that's great. That's great. I hope uh, you got it. Cheers and drink some tea on the on the porch. You get to do any of that? Or no, wait, am I mixing up? Is that is <laughs> no? I was right? I, that's a Georgia thing. I'm drinking. Mm. No, there's they they love yeah. their sweet tea in Texas. So, so um, I'm still, I'm still all right. So then let's. Mm. I see. Yeah. So let's let's get right into these questions. Uh, what is the difference between California and Texas that you've seen? Okay, so the difference between California and Texas is that people in Texas, when they see you, you're walking down the street, you're in the grocery store, you make eye contact, they'll nod, they'll say hello, how you doing? California, especially Bakersfield, you get me mugged. You know what that means? You get me mugged. They'll be just like, <laughs> and, and they keep, keep it going. Texas, they'll nod. If they don't like you, they'll nod and they'll say hello. And it's, it's Southern Well, what do they say? There's two of you. If there's two, there's of, two me? of you, you're with someone like you're with your wife. Yeah. What is, what is, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You know? How no, y'all doing? Right? How y'all. Yeah. Say it again. They say y'all, like, how y'all doing? Uh, my cousin moved to, yeah. my cousin moved to uh, Georgia, and it was like really his first time out of California. And he called me up one day, and he was really excited. He was like, "He's like, yeah, I love it here." He's like, "He's like Isaiah. They say y'all like that is pretty funny." You got to think though. I'm from Bakersfield. Uh, if you got to think about uh, it, but I know, 
everyone from Bakersfield, you know, the Bakersfield transplants came from Oklahoma and Texas back in the Dust Bowl. So yeah, that's how we got y'all. Texas. That's how we got mm-hmm. y'all, mm-hmm. right? And my parents, my mom is from Arkansas. My dad is from Alabama, from Pennsylvania. They say y'all. So it's how mm. y'all doing. And it's like, how's oh, your... Oh, so you're excited. How, yeah. So, but it, it's a little bit so different because... So you got in your... Yeah. I, I grew up with that. I grew up with y'all. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I, I do. My ex girlfriend lived in Texas. And I went down there. And I remember to like a restaurant. And, and I was looking at the menu. And then the waitress came up. Like, what y'all want to get? And I was like, it just caught me off guard. Like, you were thinking, it, it, what? I mean, it was cool. It was just, just one of those things. Like, whoa. You were thinking, she, you want her to say, you guys, what you what you guys want to get? <laughs> All right, what you guys want to get? You guys equals y'all. Right? Well, it was, just, I mean, it was great. I, I loved, I loved that it was new, but it just like I'd never, I literally never heard that in person before. I mean, I used, so it's anyway. Listen to this, school in Missouri. So, I like. Love Texas, and uh, I've got that trip actually coming down driving. But um, one of the things that uh, was a big is, man, I'll tell you this: I used to hitchhike like in, uh, in Missouri. So you get out there to hitchhike, man. Within ten minutes, you put your thumbs up. Some like uh, some 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 trucker, some like like farmer, and like, a truck comes up and like no issue whatsoever. You could literally be out for like five or six hours in, in in California and no one pick you up you know so there's like I never once had an issue where I couldn't get picked up hitchhiking just because where, where my college was it was just in a little bit of a weird situation so you could like you have to take a taxi so if you didn't want to pay like the money to do that you could just hitchhike up there and it's like no problem whatsoever so I guess people just nicer maybe we say yeah, people are definitely right. nicer. Where I live in Texas, we don't see many homeless people. Uh, I see very few hitchhikers. I've only picked oh. up a hitchhiker one time. That was in California, my friend Jeff. We were on our way back from Bakersfield to Ridgecrest. There was a guy on the side of the road, like going on the on the 58. We picked him up and dropped him off somewhere in Mojave. Only time I've ever seen, picked up a hitchhiker. But I don't see him. I don't see him here in, in this part of Texas. Like personally. I would always keep like some canned goods or whatever in my uh, like some socks in my trunk. So never I would see the hitchhikers. I wonder some pictures. And man, I hitchhiked in like five or six hours. Every time I was wow. out there, one time I had to I had to wait for like an hour. But every other time I just put in my thumb, just boom, someone pick you up. You know what I mean? Have a nice conversation with them. Really nice people. I, w- I went from Belgium to Germany, just almost straight, almost straight. Wow. Most of the time it's out there for like 10, 20 minutes. So that's really nice. Well, okay. Um, here we here, Yeah, it's super cool. I, I wish people were a little bit more trusting in people uh, because 
that was just a really nice sign uh, they're willing to trust you uh, in Missouri. So anyway, uh, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions people have about Texas? That everybody sounds like they're from Hee Haw. I mean, I grew up watching Hee Haw and Bakersfield, but everyone thinks they're from Texas is Hee Haw, or they like, sound like Hank Hill, like Bobby, Bobby, clean burning propane, Bobby. Or they sound like Broomhauer. Uh, uh, was his house Broomhauer sound? Let me do my Broomhauer voice. Uh, man, we gonna go down there and with that propane, no. propane, get some beer, and we're gonna like They don't sound like that because a lot uh, okay. of people from Texas right now, a lot of people from Texas right now are transplants from California. So you don't, you don't get yeah. that. You don't, you don't get that. You know, there's no twang. I mean, I get the twang sometimes because of my job, but I adapt yeah. to the people I'm talking to. But yeah, that's that's one of the biggest misconceptions in my in my opinion. You think that like everyone's just walking around with the hat and six dollar I see selling hat and, and and guns on their hips, spurs and stuff. Do you have that? It's kind of an outdated misconception. People, you definitely, definitely have those people there. I'm not going to say those people don't exist, but they're like, like they're not exactly the average person. You know what I mean? Right. So I live in right. I live in Northeast Texas. So Northeast Texas is really diverse. You got black folks. You got we're just north of Dallas. You got Indians, you got people from Africa, you got Pakistani people. It's really diverse. But then again, if I go to Walmart, if I see a guy on a motorcycle, I saw a guy, I've only seen a few people open carry in Texas. A guy on a motorcycle at Walmart, he had his, he had his mm -hmm. pistol on his hip, and then a few other people like randomly, but it's it's different in Northeast Texas. Northeast Texas is a microcosm of Texas. It's not like the Texas people think that it is not is not the Texas that that's portrayed in the media. Yeah, and then yeah, and then you have pockets because you probably can't find a more liberal city in America than Austin, Texas. That place is like a hubbard uh, for um, liberalism. Like I'm telling you, you go to California. The most liberal uh, cities in California don't even come close to Austin. I mean, just give me that. Austin is like uh, the epicenter of, of atheism for uh, people who do like blocking and stuff. And then the LGBT plus community is really big in there. And then also in Dallas as well. There's a lot of gay um, the LGBT. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, north of it's Dallas, not like so, exactly. People just think it was walking around like six shooters and, and you know, what I mean, like, um, uh, horses or rustling cat cattle, and it's just, it's really like, but okay, uh, let's see. Here's a interesting question uh, Is everything bigger in Texas? The chicken fried steak is absolutely the chicken fried steak. Absolutely. The chicken fried steak. The sky. I mean, the sky. I mean, growing up in California and growing up in the Central Valley, you don't get the you don't get to see the blue sky every day. I get to see the blue sky every day. Just the blue sky from as far as I can see. 
you know, even if there's clouds, it's still the blue sky as far as I can see. So when they say everything's bigger in Texas, my thing is, it's the sky. And the chicken fried steak, yeah. of course. <laughs> the sky, uh, with, the, with the sky. Chicken fried steak. I, I'll tell you what was really nice about the the uh, the wildflowers. Uh, that was the things that really caught me off guard is you're, you're running, you know, uh, on the highways and you see the wildflowers everywhere. And then uh, I guess there's a lot of there's a lot of flatland there as well. So as you're talking about seeing the, yeah, and it's a really big state. I don't think people realize how big tech it's like, and it's just a really odd shape too. I mean, most states are like not impacted in Texas, all the weird uh, borders and stuff. So uh, it's definitely unique. I mean, you know, they call it the Lone Star State, and I never knew what that meant until I went and visited my girlfriend there. Well, Texas is the only state that's ever been its own country, right? Right. So, do you pride in being from Texas? I'm sorry, can you repeat, repeat that last question? Do a lot of people. I'm sorry, I couldn't, I, I couldn't hear you. I'm getting some, uh, some, some feedback. Yeah. Do, do people take uh, pride? Are they prideful for being just... You know what? Texans are they, are, they are prideful about the state. It's like where I live in Texas, like in Northeast Texas, we have a lot of transplants from other states, especially California. Mm -hmm. And they always say, don't California mm -hmm. are Texas. But when you get here, they are, especially, North, especially in Northeast Texas, they will welcome you with open arms. You will meet the nicest people you ever want to meet. It's Southern hospitality. And that's what that was the thing. That's what keeps me here. And that's one of the reasons I'll probably never ever move to California. Yeah. It's, I, I, I love it here. No, I, I definitely get something because I am from California myself. We're actually from. Mm -hmm. I live in South Korea. But there are some things that, like, being honest or like really, really bad about California. Like, for example, is like try to imagine what this looks like on my end. You know what I mean? Because I come here, I'm living in Asia, I go visit China, and they're throwing up like bullet trains all across the country, right? I mean, they just right. they want them there, they just throw them, it just boom, 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 boom. California, on the other hand, they're trying to build like a couple hundred mile fast uh, bullet train and it's taken them like 10 years and the price has gone up like 10 times what it was supposed to be. Uh, so it's like there's a lot of incompetence and there's a lot of just like redlining and, um, you know, red tape that people need to go through that kind of makes life in some areas just a lot harder, you know, than other places where there isn't. You know what I mean? There isn't the kind of same kind of bureaucracy and stuff that really has held California back. What well, do you think about, think about that? It. If you think about the train, not the bullet train, but in the Old West, the, the, the towns that the trains bypassed became ghost towns. Mm -hmm. And in the, I think that's the problem is that they want the bullet train to go into every stop, every town in California, but they can't afford that. 
Think about it. It's Old West. The towns that the, the original steam trains didn't go to, they became ghost towns. If the train didn't go through your town back then, your town died. Oh, right. 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 Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I think oh, it's kind of the same yeah, thing, yeah. but it's, yeah, but it's, I think it's kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a money thing. So who do you bypass? Do you bypass, I mean, you're not going to bypass Los Angeles. You're not going to bypass. Yeah, you got to go there. You got to go to LA. You got to go to San Francisco. You go to San Diego, Fresno, Bakersfield did a spot, but everything in between will be bypassed by that bullet train. So the economics of it doesn't make sense for California and unless they mm-hmm. figure it out. And that means if the bullet train bypasses your, your town, you have to move, right? So the money- I don't know if I'm moving, but um, it's definitely, I mean, it would definitely bring a boom there to, to right. whatever. Right. That's for exactly. sure, that's for sure. So let's say, um, let's, let's say like, for example, I mean, what's a small town in California? I know these small towns, but you know, we're we're Central Valley. So let's say uh, the bullet train bypasses Early Mart, which is, you know, that town will die, right? So that's what I think. But it, but with Japan and China being, I'm mean, sorry, not not China, but with Japan being a smaller country, the bullet train can stop at every port, every mm-hmm. city, to make so, it. Okay. Viable. Okay. No, I, I think I think you're on to something. I, I hadn't really thought about that. Um but but I'll just ask you as well. We we don't exactly have a lot of bullet trains, but we have some really nice trains. And so whenever you ride on them, they're not bumpy, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a really nice smooth to the like several hundred miles an hour. Like like whenever I was in China, you're riding on this thing. It doesn't even feel like you're moving, first of all. Like they they have they, they have the speed up there so you can see exactly how fast it's going. We're like we're right now at this moment, like the fastest train like on planet. And it shows you the exact number. But I'm I'm serious. It doesn't feel like you're moving. It's like you can't even feel any kind of movement. You know, whenever you're on a train or something, you can feel some kind of movement. Um, right. You just simply cannot feel it. So, uh, I think they use like magnets or something. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty technologically advanced. So, um, they have it here in South Korea too. It's it's called the KTX, but it's not it's not exactly, it's not stuff. They do have one, but it's that's the average person doesn't ride that every day. Anyway, in, uh, in those trains, in those trains, they're traveling, they're traveling, they're, tra- they're, they're traveling from spot to spot. There's no overnight, no uh, sleeper cars riding on the train. So you're just traveling and commuting, right? They're commuter trains. Am I correct? Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, think about it. South. I, I don't know. I can only speak about South Korea, but South Korea. There's no like, like you could. Zip across the whole country in a, in a fast train in two and a half hours. You know, wow. it's that small. Wow. Um, yeah, so going to five hours in a regular train, or you could take yeah, it's not really, I mean, it is kind of a bullet train, but it's it, it's a little bit in between a, like a fast train and just like a, a bullet train. So it doesn't quite go that fast, but it's, it's still lightning fast, you know? And it doesn't have that many stops on it too. Anyway, uh, have you ever experienced any racing there? I'm sorry, repeat that again. 
Have you experienced racism there? Not at all. I've experienced more racism in California and Bakersfield than I have in Texas. I, no one, everyone in Texas and the South has welcomed me with open arms. Bakersfield, yes, I've experienced racism. In Texas, I've not experienced any racism since when I've been here. It's like, hey, where are you from? California? Welcome. If you're a good person here, wow. there's no racism. There's, I've experienced no racism in Texas at all. I've been here almost three years. Z zero. Zero. But again, I'm in Northeast Texas where it's really diverse. It's really diverse in Northeast Texas. So I've experienced right. no, zero, zero racism. Right, but, right, right. But but there's there's this misconception that people in the South are like, they're all just racist and they're just racist or just because they're Mexican or whatever. And you might generally see like that, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what you do. The fact that you're black, they're just not going to like you no matter what. You know what I mean? It could be, I was going to say Barack Obama, but I guess they really didn't like him. He's just a, a CEO or whatever. They're going to choose the same exact way if you were a gang member. You know, uh, to them, there's there's no difference. But but your but your average person, like in the Midwest, as you said, you said you talked about being like like a good person. If you behave yourself in a respectful uh, manner, you know, and you present yourself well, like they're going to treat you. They're going to treat you the way in which you're you're putting out to the universe. You know, if you come out and you're loud or you have your pants hanging down, like. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you probably deserve to get treated with some, um, you know, disdain if you're walking around showing your booty off to people. You know what I mean? Like you're in the pen or something. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, I understand. Absolutely. But, you know, and, what? Uh, I mean, that may be more so in the inner city of, of Dallas, which I'm north of Dallas. But even when I went to Dallas... It, when you go to Dallas, in those areas, it's it's like this area of, of Texas is is I want to say it's a lot like San Francisco, where you got pockets of culture, pockets of culture. You know, the thing that me and my wife like to go to, we love the international markets. We find international markets. We oh yeah, to, and. Yeah, and it's like there, I, I've never experienced that. No matter what, even when I first when I moved, I've, I've never been that guy with my pants hanging down. I'm just who I am. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just a person. You dress being a oh. right. The dress, you dress though. But you know what? Everyone in this area, you got more dreads. Like you got more dreads in this part of Texas than in California. My wife. Hey, but Trump I don't like the dread just because I'm jealous of the hair. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm biased for a different reason. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I, I, my, I'm losing my hair. I got a dread, <laughs> dread like mullet now. Can you see my dread like mullet? Because I lost my hair on the top. It's only in the back. So I, I'm, I'm in the south. It's probably the hat right. to cover my, 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 my poor right. back. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to get you one of those five-gallon uh, those five gallon hats. But hey, um, right. so is your wife... Um, is, is your wife uh, a black or white or Mexican or Latina or uh, Asian? My wife's white from Bakersfield. Wow. She grew up in Oildale. She grew up in Oildale. Okay. All right. My wife's uh, 
Korean uh, myself. But uh, what are you drinking over there? Uh, the rest of my wife's uh, Pinot Grigio. Her, her, her Pinot Grigio. <laughs> what kind of alcoholic beverages do you, do you know like to drink? Red wine. Yeah, red wine or moonshine. Oh, I'm if, if I'm with my Texas friends, it's moonshine. But from at <laughs> home, no for real. Actually, they actually, yeah. actually have moonshine. Yeah. Wow. Hey. Wow. So, true story. A friend of mine, wow. he had some moonshine. It tastes. Do you remember the, the orange? The, what was it? The the creamsicle. The orange creamsicles. That it was the orange on the outside. Yeah. The cream yeah, yeah. in the middle. Oh yeah. Orange creamsicle moonshine. Cream. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Really? Yes. Or I bet we would get the, I would get I, the, the, uh, the maraschino cherries. They would mix those with moonshine. All right. All right. Fantastic. It's been a, it's been yeah, a minute. Yeah, I was gonna yes. say. I was gonna say I was thinking that that was just like a, um, a, uh, Dukes of Hazard type thing, the moonshine. But uh, I didn't know if people still do that. But but you know what yes, they do. you know you know there's a bit of controversy there was a bit of controversy with that because of the uh, the how do you call it the uh, the Confederate flag that they had on there and and I think this is something that people really really get caught up on because they make the assumption that if somebody is wearing that that they're racist and the truth of the matter is though is that a lot of those people um, if you just if you just like again if you just being a good person talking to them, it's not like an issue that they have with, um, say, any group of people specifically. What it is is they have some pride about their their, their, their roots. It's like this. Okay, all, all I can say this is I've known people um, who, who were um, um, German and their ancestors, like, fought uh, with the Nazis, okay? So they it's not a matter that they like the Nazis that side but it's just the fact that this is something that like hey my ancestors fought for this uh this was something that they laid down their lives for fighting for this cause you know it doesn't mean that they support whatever uh doesn't mean that they think that slavery is okay or anything like that you know um but it just it's like it's a pride it's a pride uh you know it's your ancestry you know there's, there's good and bad in all of our ancestries uh no one's entirely nobody i mean black people don't have a um you go back to Africa and you take a look at the things that were going on like in Africa. And even now, like there's been lots of genocides going down and taking place, you know, people do bad stuff to each other. I mean, that's just a reality of, doesn't make it right, but it's, it's a harsh reality of the life that we live, you know? And so this is just something that this has to do with their cultural heritage. And it's not like we don't like black people, right? Would you agree with that? So my thing on the Confederate flag is they can fly that loser flag all they want. <laughs> they can fly their loser flag all they want. And, you know, they can have pride in that loser flag. Just, no, <laughs> you lost. You, you lost, lost. Exactly. You lost. Yeah. You lost. Fly your loser flag. I don't care. Fly your I loser. saw I, I, Dukes of Hazard was my favorite show when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, Bo, yeah. And, Bo and Luke Duke. Bo and Luke Duke. Bo, yeah. They were my. And they were running. You know what? You, you, you realize Dukes of Hazard. Their whole thing was running Bo moonshine. And Luke Duke. They're running moonshine. Thank you. Like yeah. you said, they're running moonshine for Uncle Jesse. They're running moonshine. That's how uh -huh. getting off another going off a tangent. That's how NASCAR started. Really? Yes. They were NASCAR started because 
those guys in the South, they were trying to get the fastest cars they could to run their shine. And not get oh, caught. really? You're kidding me. You're kidding me. No, for real. That's how, that's how, that's how NASCAR started. These mother, mother scratchers <laughs> were running moonshine. They could use a flyer user flag, run that shine. I've been like, hey, did you get here? Can I get some shine? That's, that's how, that's how NASCAR started was from people running shine. And that's why the, that's why the Dukes boys had a fast car. And yeah, that's, why they, were, that's so, why they were on probation. Right. So you know what? Um, I saw this good meme that said like, wave the the Confederate flag, like wave, wave the right one, and it was a white. It's like hey, you guys lost, right? It doesn't. In my in my opinion of that matter, personally, I wouldn't fly that out because like I might you know have some kind of like uh, if if my ancestors let's say did fight in that I might have some kind of shrine in my house uh, commemorating their 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 loss their their life uh, I might have something in my house but but because of the fact that I know some people do only see it as racism and slavery issue it's like try to respect and understand, like personally, this is an example with the whole pronoun things. Like, I don't exactly, as they say, like preferred pronoun. But if that's what you want to be called, I'm gonna call you that. I don't want to say something that's gonna like trigger you. I mean, I, right. I don't be the, I don't want to be the day that you're gonna have. So, I can take 0.5 seconds to try to accommodate you. Absolutely, will, you know. Uh, and, and similar similar thing with that, I might have my own beliefs. Just you have the beliefs, you might go out and fly in your you know what I mean? Uh, you may be, be proud of your Southern heritage, but you're going to fly around a Confederate flag. That's kind of cross. Even for me, even trying to be charitable and generous and understanding why someone would uh, appreciate and recognize that flag, I would also say, like, that doesn't mean you have to be obnoxious about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. But you know what? It's, it's like we, we can all we can all disagree and still be friends. Uh, that's my thing. We can disagree. I mean, sure. I'm like, fly your loser flag. You're great. Fly your loser flag. It's okay. I understand. Fly your loser flag because I know you lost. You have pride in that you lost. Yeah. <laughs> have pride you lost. Have pride that you lost. If I lost, I'll be like, I took second place. I still have pride in second place, and that's and they can do and they can do yeah. that. <laughs> Most of the time, coming in second place, you get like a what do you get a silver medal? Like mm -hmm. you're competing with against a bunch of people, but in a war, when you come in second place, like there's no reward mm -hmm. for that. You just lose. <laughs> yeah, you but just lose. Also, I guess the, that flag is that flag is their participation trophy that they used to give the kids. Oh, you, you you win, but here's a, here's a flag. <laughs> so, a rib, you get a ribbon. No, you get a ribbon. You get a ribbon. <laughs> I had a lot of those ribbons. A ribbon. In my, me too. Me too. Yeah, yes. like Amen. the fourth, fifth, sixth people that they, they got ribbons. <clears throat> okay, so <clears throat> a transitioning real quick. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me if you have any beliefs on God. Um, do you have any religion that you follow or any beliefs? <sighs> Damn. Okay. That's a tough one for me right now. 
Okay, give me a second to collect my thoughts. Sure. I mean, maybe that uh, maybe that Chardonnay is going to your mind, man. Maybe you need Pinot to put Grigio. down that glass. I'm no, it's Pinot Grigio. <laughs> it's Pinot Grigio. Not sure. I don't like Chardonnay. It's too buttery. It's too buttery. Okay, so religion. I grew up in a family. My dad was a deacon in the church. I, I, I grew really? up in church. I grew up in yes, I grew up in church in San Diego before I moved to Bakersfield. I grew up in the church, but as an older adult, I just don't know because my prayers have never been answered. When I pray for things, they've never been answered. And if there was someone out there that could answer my prayer. I mean, maybe I don't observe my, my, for my prayers to be answered. I mean, I've been baptized. I was baptized. My dad was in the church or grew up in the church. But as I get older, I just don't know until I see mm -hmm. it. I, have to, I want to see it. I mm -hmm. mean, but then a lot of times I believe that like when people think about religion and gods in the past, and I'm gonna say this, they were aliens. It was aliens. Good. I'm sorry. It was aliens. It, people, it was it, uh, in my opinion, okay. it was aliens. It was aliens. I mean, if you look at the Egyptian gods, like King Tut, his head was like crazy. The pictures, they worshiped different things. I I, I, just, I just don't I just don't know. I can't say there's a God. I think, I mean, if you look at the different religions, they all saw, had different ideas, but they all were the same. And when I say this, I, I go back to like the pyramids, like in Mexico, the pyramids in Egypt, it was all, they were built the same, how, you know, I, I just don't know. I can't answer that. That's a hard. That's a hard question for me, when it comes to religion and God. I want to believe. No, you I know wanna, what? But I want to. I want to see it. Mm -hmm. I want to see proof. I want to. I want to so, see those miracles. Right. So, <clears throat> so I was. Um, so my parents were ministers, and at the age of like nineteen, I like I came to the conclusion that like there wasn't a God and then I, I spent many years like looking into those other religions so I got like all the world religions like tattooed on me and, and part of the reason why is because I was fascinated like why why are so many people telling stories about things you call them aliens technically Jesus was an alien because he's not uh, first but but people are coming from this planet whether they're jackals or ravens or um you know, like the different gods, they all have these stories. Like, either all of these things have happened somewhere somehow, or, or uh, there's just been a few of them, and people have like just misinterpreted their stories, you know, their stories or something. Because I'm like, what are the odds that everywhere around the world they're all sitting around telling these same kind of stories? I mean, it just seemed really, really bizarre. And that's the reason why I was so fascinated, why I got them so many tattooed on me. I'm like, there has to be 
some kind of hint of truth behind this because why are so many people putting so many resources and creating such elaborate stories that that to me like really got me thinking what do you think about that but you don't but you know you don't, you don't hear about like you never hear about what? africans talking about their religion for like africa it was all mm -hmm. brought about by christianity you never hear about what did the what did the ancient africans believe in but well, okay but egypt is in africa of course right you right know? yeah so i i just like i said it's, it's a it's a broad topic i just i i just have i don't have any answers for that i i, right, I can't right. make a i can't make a a decision on that because i just don't know it's so broad I have so many questions about religion. That's good. And I have so many questions. Mm -hmm. I, I, I question it. I, I, I question it every day. Even though there's days I'll yeah. pray to God, I will pray. I will pray. But I just don't know. I, mm -hmm. I just want, there's no yeah. answer to that. There's no answer to that. It's, okay. it's only, it's what you believe, what you feel. Oh, and here's, here's, here's a side question. You do karate as well? Kung Fu. Okay. Uh, Kung Fu, you do Kung Fu. Um, you're green belt? Yeah, green belt and Kung Fu. So, the difference between Kung Fu and Karate, I mean, Karate started from Kung Fu, but my Kung Fu is, 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 is self-defense. It's self-defense. It's battlefield Kung Fu. There's no, it's nothing mystical about it. We don't, pray to like some mystical kung fu god it's about if someone attacks you you got to defend yourself in a dark alley i'm i'm gonna make it home i'm gonna make it home there's no mysticism uh, my kung fu is there's no mysticism it's all about combat it's combat it's battlefield combat and I, you know, I haven't, I, my, my teachers in Kung Fu uh, are all in Bakersfield. They're all in Bakersfield. So I haven't practiced since I've been in, in Texas. All my teachers are in, in Bakersfield in California. But, I, but I've learned enough that I can defend myself and my family. <clears throat> but you, you're also into uh, guns as well, right? You, what, what kind of, do you have like a handgun or anything you carry on? Yes. I carry it when I want to carry it, but, but I, I, yes, I have handguns. I have rifles. I have shotguns. I get you, get you a tech nine, man. If I'm going to walk around with some, I'm walking around with a tech nine, man. That'd be nice. Hey, no, you ever got it? Like nines, tech nines are trash. Tech nines are trash. Though they will, they are trash. That's spray and pay. That's like, you don't yeah, know who you're going to shoot. Spray you're not going to hit anyone with a tech a tech line that's that's they're, the point they're, they're that's yeah. yeah the point because if you have a gun there, there's no you know the recoil where's that tech nine man i just pray pray jesus that i hit somebody but anyway right. I live in that's the thing we're, we're gonna have to talk about guns so i don't want to go too much right, right. On we're gonna have that conversation um, where there's actually a lot of guns here uh people don't know that but the guns they're all in the guys computers 
when they sit around shooting each other all day behind their computer screen. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen to this. this, this no, I don't just say. It's not an exaggeration. Because actually, I'm going to, right after I finish this, I'm going to take my wife to the PC room. It's like the cheapest date imaginable. So I could take her out to the PC room. She plays her games. And, um, and I like to watch me everyone's just sitting around shooting each other but the little I could leave my front door and within about five minutes I'll run into at least four or five different PC rooms they're obsessed with PCs and shooting people like you would not imagine and sometimes science like, oh it's violent games who are leading people in shootings. And I'm like, man, if that were the case, South Korea would be South Central, man. People would getting their asses shot on every last corner here. But you never see that. Uh, partially one is because we don't even have guns in the first place. So. But we can have that whole talk uh, when we do. Can I uh, do you want to get on to the next question? Uh, what? Yeah. One second. One second. Well, gaming. I'm, I'm a PC gamer myself. I got. I've been gaming on PC yeah, forever. Yeah. I play Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, but okay. my my my. I had an Alienware Alpha console. It's somewhere around here because I just moved. But I messed up. I took it apart because it messed up. I had to change the battery out of it, and I can't get the hard drive reconnected. Mm -hmm. And I haven't played mm -hmm. in like <laughs> six months, but I still have it. I'm trying to get it reconnected. But I'm a PC gamer as well, so I get it. Okay. All right. Um, so, can you tell me, is there anything that you miss about the West Coast apart from the weather beaches? I know you guys ain't a beach down there. I miss the beaches because I'm kind of landlocked in Northeast Texas, even though we have, I'm surrounded by lakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surrounded by lakes, like huge lakes oh. that have beaches. But I, I miss, I miss nice. Pismo. I miss Pismo. I miss being four hours Pismo. away from Vegas. That I miss Pismo. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I want to go. Yeah, to, you know what? That's what I miss Vegas. about California. Vegas sucks. It's a horrible place to live. But the only good thing in it is that it is. Probably the most, yeah, I would say the most convenient spot to be in in California because it's everything is within like a couple of hours of two, two distance. Hours, you know two what I mean? You get down to, two hours yeah, from the beach. A lot of spots. Two hours from the desert. And in four, four hours, hours from Vegas. <laughs> four hours from Vegas. And right? four hours, four hours from Vegas, four hours from Mexico, four hours from um, uh, San Francisco. So it's like if you're in San Francisco, San Francisco is awesome, but you're you would be a lot of ways away from those other places. You know, San Diego, awesome place, but you would be a long ways away from the other places. Bakersfield sucks. And listen to this. I got to tell you something funny because I'm a part of this international travelers like association. So whenever people like travel to different countries, you can message people and, you know, sleep at their house amazing thing get to eat share meals and stuff totally free and so whenever i was in bakersfield i hosted like 200 people here in south korea but whenever i was in bakersfield nobody wanted to see bakersfield everybody just started up in san francisco 
And they're like, yeah, we're going to Vegas. We want to sleep in Bakersfield. That's like halfway there. And that's what was like 90% of the people were like making the trip uh, from Vegas to uh, San Francisco. So, um, okay, there's that. What about like people or culture, anything like that you miss? You know, I don't because like I said earlier, moving to Texas, if you walk down the street or the grocery store, the cultural differences, I don't want to say the cultural differences, it's just the people differences, no matter who you are. If I'm at Walmart and walking down the street in Texas, you make eye contact with someone, they're like, how you doing? So nod, smile. California, you get me mugged. They'll me mug you. That's, that's the thing about the difference between Texas and California. Other than Northern California, like San Francisco, Berkeley, Oakland, well, maybe not Oakland, but Berkeley, <laughs> San Francisco, they'll, they'll say hi to you. But growing up, I mean, I'm at the store, I'm at Walmart yesterday. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, this guy, I'm walking with the push in the cart. How you doing? I'm watching, looking for something on the shelf. They say, "Excuse me." People, mm-hmm. are, just pol- people are just polite here. Mm-hmm. It, it's so they're they're polite here. It's so it, that that is a thing that makes me never want to move back to California again because of how, you, how polite people are here. It, it's kind of ironic too that people in California would think that people from uh, Texas are racist because there's a lot of kind of racism that's uh, directed at like white people. Uh, it seems like racism specifically directed at Caucasian people has become like perfectly acceptable um, in America. And even, even if you think about, even if you think about something like this, um, a lot of people can tell a lot of jokes about white people and people are perfectly okay with it, you know, but if you ever tell like a black joke, I don't don't like it. I don't like it. You don't like blonde jokes. You know, like blonde jokes? I mean, okay, the blonde jokes. I mean, they <laughs> well, said, uh, what was that one? Uh, uh, the blonde, she got some uh, orange concentrate. Uh, oh, she knows. Know, she, she uh, got, you know, you she, know was, she was staring at the, she was staring at the, um, the, the, the juice, the orange juice. Right. And she said, right. why are you staring at it? He says, well, it says to concentrate. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, I, 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 I wanted to make this point in a sermon one day. So I started telling a bunch of blonde jokes, right? And everyone is laughing their asses off at these blonde jokes. And then <clears throat> I started telling a few Mexican jokes. <clears throat> and this is mostly Mexican people. And you, you could kind of hear they're like, oh, okay, that's not very funny. Uh, that's not very good. But then I started telling some black jokes, man. And freaking people started walking out of the sermon. And I'm like, look, you guys here, all right? You guys are here. You're judging me for telling these jokes. Nobody had an issue whenever I was making fun of white people. And so I was like, this is uh, this is wrong, you know? Um, why is it that you take this special offense whenever I start talking about your race or specifically black people? Like, you know, um, there's a difference between somebody mentioning, somebody saying a word or like saying that person said a word, okay? Like, let's say, Dan, I I, I don't like you. So say, say, hey, Dan, I think you're a X, Y, and Z. And you know what word I'm using here, but I think you're that, okay? 
and everyone knows that's wrong. But then I said, hey, um, my friend over here is a really bad person. He called Dan an X, Y, and Z word. Um, there's a difference between me using it to you and me saying that this guy is saying that word, you know? Whereas, so, so you, you can't even, I can't even say that he said it. Otherwise, I'm racist, but I can also call a white person a cracker and it's not a problem at all, you know? I could make a joke calling, a, um, using that word to go after a white person and it's not considered racist. So there's like a total double standard <clears throat> as far as that goes, you know what I mean? So it's yep. like, look, I, I'm getting ready to release my third book right now on racism and I'm donating all the profits to uh, an organization that helps people uh, escape from like Nazi and KKK organizations. One of these guys actually, <clears throat> are, are you familiar with Daryl Davis? No. You ever heard that name? No. Big fat black dude who sat down and deconverted a lot of um Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. I know. You know I know, yes. I know his name, but I know what you're talking about now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Please, piano. So that yeah. guy helped deconvert like 300 uh, KKK guys, whatever right. Nazis, and one of those guys he de deconverted actually now was like a peace advocate, and so uh, I've done a lot of work helping him out. His name is Jeff Scoop with his organization, and so I'm donating this book over to them. But I talk a lot about that, about like the double standards that uh, people have and, you know, that like, look, what I say in there is like, like my favorite comedians are people like Carlos Mencia, um, you know what I mean? George Lopez, mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle, Black, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Rock. I mean, yep. these guys say some really, really racist stuff, but like we could take back, take a step back and be like, hey, come on. Now, if you're talking about Mexican people and you talk about us, like our mothers hitting us with chanclas, which is like Mexican sandal, I'm like, these kind of stuff makes sense to us. Like we find these funny because these are generally things that, you know, that we do. Um, we have, we my have like- beat, I, got, I got beat by my mom, shoe too. So <laughs> don't, don't come on. <laughs> okay, okay, you, you feel it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. But I, people- I feel you. But it's like, like, Okay, all right. Do Mexican people like beans and rice and junk? Yeah, of course, man. Of course, we're, we're Mexicans. We eat that. I mean, if, if I start talking about Asian people, do they eat rice? They don't eat rice every day. They eat rice three times a day. Every single meal, we have rice here. It's like the mm -hmm. staple. It's like the base of whatever you eat. So it's not like racist to say that. You know what I mean? Um, it's not racist they say that they have smaller eyes. I mean, that's just a fact. My my daughter has a mix between like, you know, my eyes and my wife's eyes. And they're like, they're at, her eyes are actually bigger than mine because somehow whatever, whenever you mix those two, it creates like a completely different shape in the eyes. Mm -hmm. And so it's beautiful. You know, my wife has beautiful eyes, uh, different than mine. There's nothing wrong about them. I, I love Asian eyes. I, I absolutely love them. They're like my favorite things about Asian people. Um, but you know, it's not racist to point it out. It's just, it's, it's just a fact. You're right. It's a fact. That's the thing, though. I see, I see we, gotta, working. we can we can point out the facts about us, and it's not bad. It's like I'm gonna say this: I like chicken. I like watermelon. <laughs> I yeah, fucking, come on. I will, I will eat chicken and watermelon on camera right now. Uh, I, got, I got a I got half a watermelon in the fridge right now. You want to get the watermelon from the fridge? 
I'm telling you, my wife, we got I got half watermelon in the fridge right now that we cut up. <laughs> oh god, oh god, hold on, you're killing me up here. Oh, don't 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 make me oh um, god. Have, I'm sorry, we had pork chops for dinner, but I got oh, watermelon you, in the fridge right now. Don't, don't tell me you have some grape, uh some grape Kool-Aid too, man. That's like uh, that'd be the trifecta. It, it's crystal oh, man, white. You, it's crystal. It's crystal sugar. It's dog, crystal you, white, but it's great. Man, you, it's great. Grape crystal. Oh, it's, it's still great. It's not Kool Aid because I mean I can't drink all that sugar. I can't pour the sugar yeah, like yeah. I used to. I'm too old. I won't be diabetic. But I got watermelon. Right, crystal right. in the fridge Here, right there you now. But did, did you ever see Chris Rock whenever he was talking about uh, he called it grape drink? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean that was. I say crystal light, but it's grape drink. It's not crystal light. It's a generic, uh, great value from Walmart, but it's still grape drink in the in the the, the jug that the the fruit punch came out of. So, and did did you ever hear when he was talking about robotizing too? Like that's another thing too. Is like actually, I think I think Mexicans and blacks like we can relate on a lot of different issues. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like um, because I'll tell you one thing that's really interesting for me being here in South Korea is that like people can't distinguish that I'm Mexican. I'm just like right. white here. I'm, you know what I mean? Like there's no, it's that concept is like, they don't even know what it means. Whereas like in America, I can, I could be in a place, I could get some looks by from some people. Like I remember one time I was, I was at Starbucks and, and I sit next to this white lady and she was on her computer. She had to go to the bathroom. She straight took that thing to the bathroom and I was like, man, I could have watched that computer for you. Like I was on my computer too. And, and you got yeah. a, you got a sport coat on, just like you do now, probably at Starbucks. Let me tell you a story. So my, the reason I got into kung fu is my friend uh -huh. Yi. He is he is yeah. half Chinese Korean? and uh, and uh, half Korean. Yes, thank you. Yi Trong. Yi is Korean. Yi is Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yi Trong, and uh, his wife is a uh, Caucasian. He, he passed away in 2013 from cancer. Rest in peace, oh my God. Oh, wow. And, so, and his wife is Caucasian. They went to Alabama. They thought he was Mexican. He's he's yeah. he's, he's Korean. That's funny. He's half Korean <laughs> and half Vietnamese. They thought he was Mexican. They didn't know. I was like, well, that's what he told me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? You know what? I, I will tell you something. I will tell you, this is really important because this this actually comes out very strongly uh, in my book about racism. And I will send you over a free copy uh, for participating in this. You did get your Starbucks card? Yeah. I so we it. always like to spend our, you got it, guys, put a little bit extra for your wives too. So I hope you take her out too. Uh, nope. But, you know, the point is, is that like my best friend is from Oklahoma, like his family is from Oklahoma. So six foot six white dude chilling with a five foot five Mexican dude. And we're like best friends in the world. Like race was the last thing in the world that we thought about. You know what I mean? Like um, he would straight up come to my house. This is probably going to sound so fake that I tell you this, but he would straight come up and tell racist jokes, like right in front of my dad and mom. And they would just be laughing their butts off, man. And uh, it's like, we, we would make fun of each other's race. Like uh, it just was such not an issue for us. Like, my other best friend was a black guy. And so we call ourselves the rainbow game because it's Mexican, black, <laughs> and white. And like, dude, I cannot tell you how hard we would trash each other's races. And like, it was just not an issue for us. And um, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, he's, my dude was fat, fat dude. Like, 
all right, we'd make fun of him for being fat. It's like, that's just something else that guys are going to make fun of you over. You know what I mean? Like guys make fun of each other. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if you ever work construction, man. I mean, we just roast each other all day on the construction field. I mean, that's just what we do. You know what I mean? We're good at it. Guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. So, yeah, we need, we need, we just need to stop taking things so seriously. But um, I, I do have any – I do have a – a last um, question I want to ask you, but uh, what would you change about the Midwest? I guess you call it South. I, I don't really think that's the South. I don't think people no. in the South would consider that the South. No, Texas is, is in the South. So if you're past a certain point of uh, some river, I forget the river. Okay. Texas is a Southern state. Uh, what I would change about the South, I just want to change about Texas. Mm -hmm. People in Texas, they're always in a hurry. They drive, if you're on the freeway, they drive so damn fast. I mean, the speed limit is 75. They're going 90. I saw this sign one day. It said, what, what, slow, You're talking about on the horses? On the, they ride the horses? On the horses, right? Down the Old Town Road. Down the Old Town Road, right? I'm sorry. What did the sign say? I'm sorry to interrupt you. It, it said, Slow down. You're already in Texas. <laughs> For real. It was, it was the sign where normally you would see the Amber Alert, like Amber Alert. We're looking for this. Oh, man. There was no Amber Alert that day. It said, slow down. You're already in Texas. Oh, that's like, great. I was like, and my wife, she does not want it. She hates driving here because they, I mean, when we first met, we would drive to L.A. She would drive. But it's different driving in L.A. because it's like, you just, it's, you know, slow. You'll get fast and slow. Here, it's like, people are, I mean, I'm going 75. People are flying past me. So that's what I would change. But like I said, my part of Texas, Northeast Texas is so diverse. It's a diverse community. Like I said, with we got primarily we got Africans, Indians, uh, Pakistani people, everyone. It's, really? It's, 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 it's so diverse. North, Northeast Texas is so diverse. You, it's not, it's not Texas. It's Texas. But it's not the Texas that people think it is. That's why I love hey, it in this part. So I got to tell you this. Um, you might be able to leave and go back to California sometime. But as soon as you start liking country music, you're going to be stuck in Texas forever, dude. So I like do you like country music. yet? I like country music oh. before I move to Texas. Okay, uh, then you're, you're yeah, you, you ain't moving nowhere then. Mm -hmm. You're stuck down there. Hey, my, my, when I, I mean, I wore cowboy boots when I was in Bakersfield when I was a kid. When I was oh, really? sixth grade, I had cowboy boots on. I didn't have any until I moved back here, and it's too hot right now. So right now, right. I got my little, you know, I got the, I mean, I got the Hawaiian shirt on, but yeah, yeah, I got my shorts on from Sportswear Mart in Bakersfield. My basketball shorts on. <laughs> but, yeah. did, did you know that? Did you know that Buck Owens was from uh, Texas? By the way, he's from Sherman. He was Sherman? Really, he grew up in Sherman, Texas, yes. Let me tell you a story about Buck Owens. So my best friend, one of my best friends who passed away, his dad, well, my friend, his, his name is my, my friend's dad, my friend is named Brian Shaw. His dad is Jim Shaw. He's one of the Buckaroos. No way, I just interviewed him. I just interviewed you, that dude. No you, way. You you interviewed Jim Shaw? Yeah, yeah. For real? Yeah. That, Jim Shaw. For, his, for the book. Son, for the book. His son, Brian, was one of my best friends. No way. He's the one, he's the one that grew up at, who went to school in Austin. I was talking about earlier. Yes. He's oh, one of really? My best friends. Yes. And Jim Shaw, he wrote, he co-wrote uh, 
Rodeo, the Buck Armstrong Rodeo, uh, with uh, Jim Reynolds. Uh, and we were at, when I was in high school, before B Garth Brooks went Yeah, big. he's talking about Garth Brooks, yeah, yeah. Yes, before Garth Brooks went big, uh, we went to his house, and Garth was there. No! And, and, no! And, no! No, for real. And Jim was like... No! Hey. He's like, hey, guys, this is Garth. I'm just like, hey. No! Yes. And yes. And I... Yes. And... No. Brian passed away in 20, 2009. And yes, but... Yes. Uh, Jim... I'm sorry. Yes, but... Uh, Jim Shaw was one of my best friends, his dad. And Jim Shaw was no on way. Hee Haw. He, he was on Hee Haw for 20 years. That's so funny, though, that you would just be like, oh, yeah, this is Garth. You're like, oh, yeah, this is like my, my buddy Garth. And at that point, you don't know who he actually is. That's so right. funny because he actually – so he told me a couple of things. He told me, one, that he helped Garth, um, he helped Garth perform some um, or record some songs in L.A. And then the other thing that he told me was that Garth Brooks attributes a lot of his success to um, Buck Owens, and and yes. actually he he proposed to Trisha Yearwood at uh, the Crystal Palace, mm -hmm. which is a uh, which is a uh, yeah. which is Buck Owens. Um, I know his like I, I know the Crystal Palace. <laughs> I know you know I know I know you know it, but for other people who might not know, this is like his little museum slash restaurant slash uh, concert hall. But he proposed there. And what he told me was that um, that Garth he he taught Garth some like some business savvy tips growing up to help him like gain control over his um, his um, how do you call it the masters of, of his records and stuff. So he says that yeah he played a really big role in Garth Garth's life. And then the other thing too was that he told me that Buck Owens related a lot with Mexicans growing up because he had to work out in the, you know what I mean? The fields. Yes. And, and that's the thing too, like your average white person wouldn't understand that, but people coming over from the Midwest um, in the Dust Bowl, they had a really rough life here and they were like considered like, you know, the wetbacks for lack of a better word uh, of the white people. And they yep. were put into internment camps, and the grapes yep. of wrath. Uh, John Steinbeck, it's, it's on this yes. book, and it's, uh, yes, they were they were in Bakersfield. They were in that yeah. area, and also I'm also you know uh, Jack Kerouac, the the author Jack Kerouac on the road. Yeah. Anyways, but we'll 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 another story. But going back to Buck Owens, so Buck Owens gave Jim Shaw a 1938 Packard, a car had a rumble seat. And mm -hmm. uh, he gave it to Jim, and Brian, who was Jim Shaw's son, got to drive around that car. It had a rumble seat, so it was a big, long car. But in the in the back, where the trunk would be, it would flip up. Right, you had mm -hmm. seats back there. It was convertible, and we used to ride around in that. I rode in the the no way. that 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 Buck gave to Jim that gave, no gave to Jim Shaw, and Jim fixed it up. But before Buck died, after after Jim fixed it up, Buck wanted it back, and we meet and like Brian, my friend Brian, who was uh, Brian Shaw, Jim Shaw's son, mm -hmm. he had one of Buck's guitars. We would go out 
and like hang out like in the middle of nowhere. Brian, he was a musician, like his, his dad, he played piano and keyboard, but he could also play guitar. We'd go out and just hang out and he would play guitar. We would sing, have a few natural lights back in the 90s and stuff. But yes, uh, it's, that's so awesome that you got to meet. Uh, we, gotta, we, can do, we can just do a whole talk about just that at some point. Yeah, actually, actually, just so you know, um, the reason why I was interviewing him specifically mm -hmm. was because for this race book. Mm -hmm. and, and I told him, this isn't specifically about music, though music winds up playing a role in it because of the fact that um, music is like expressions uh, of ourselves and, and our souls, you know? And um, with, with, with country, because um, I talk, the book actually deals a lot with country music, uh, ironically, but it talks about like uh, country is the only genre that can tell entire stories. Um, and they they write sometimes like about loss and people think they talk about it too much like talking about whiskey and um you know what i mean losing relationships and some very dark stuff to deal with um in, in a music form you know and they, they they do a very good job of i mean i grew up listening to country with from my mom so um um i was very familiar with it. So it was a bit weird because like, I'm this Mexican dude listening to country music and stuff. You know what I mean? At a time like 30 years ago, where like whites listen to rock and country and Mexicans listen to like, you know, hip hop and R and B's and oldies. So things have changed quite a bit. Things are getting more into like a, a melting pot legitimately. You know what I mean? Because, because it used to be the case, white people wouldn't rap and they wouldn't, they wouldn't listen to rap and now like that's you know why people love listening to rap music or uh, lots of mexicans and blacks listen to like alternative music and so it's 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 i talk about this just about mixing genres and mixing things and like hey man like in in, a, in la they, they took something crazy because they have the biggest korea town uh, in america in america the biggest community is in is in la and so they take a tacos and they mix it in with their korean meat and it's right. it's korean fusion and i talk about at my wedding that's what we had we had we had the korean and the beans and rice and everything was just mixed into one and i'm like essentially my daughter is fusion i'm like she's mexican and korean mixed into one you know what i mean so there's a lot of there's a lot in there i am really believing that this book is going to change a lot of lives um because I talk about just the race issue as openly and honestly as possible. And actually, you know what I talk about? I talk about like two-stepping in there. And sometimes we're like, we're just going around, we're dancing around some issues that we're not, we're not really addressing some underlying stuff, you know, where, where there's elephants, I said, 2,000 pound elephants in every room, in every kitchen, in every church, uh, in every government building, and no one's willing to talk about these things. And um, I'm like, we really just need to start having the conversations and being more open and honest. And you know what I mean? Like not saying, hey, you know, we can talk about facts here. We can talk about realities about the past and how the past is still affecting the future. It is positively still affecting the future. And so if we're gonna change, it's still affecting the present. I mean, if we're gonna change the future, we need to be open and honest 
and um, address some of these issues that we haven't want to address, you know? Yep. And what my thing is, when it comes to like the melting pot, I don't believe in the melting pot. It's a tall salad. Think about it. It's a tall salad, not a melting pot. Because when you a melting pot means it's just blending into one, but a mm -hmm. tall salad means we're all together, in my opinion, mm -hmm. right? That's that's how I feel about that. But uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say? I forgot. But we'll, well talk about it again. We yeah. you so much. It's been good. It's been good. This would be the this would be the last thing I say. But one of the last, I I believe it's the last chapter. I say, um, I said, like, what's better, the melting pot or the toss, the, as you said, toss salad? Usually toss salad refers to something else, but um, mm -hmm. they usually just call it, call it a salad. <laughs> um, but uh, so I said, if, you, if you're calling a melting pot, whatever, whatever it is that you think that is, I said, that's like a soup, okay? That's like a yeah. soup where you're just mixing a bunch of ingredients and it all just melts into one, okay? And right. then I say, or you can have a salad. And I said, but the reality is, is that nobody is satisfied with a soup and just a salad. That's like an appetizer to the main course that we could be having, right? Like we don't, we shouldn't think in either of these extremes and either of these terms. Like we have them both, and yet we create, we can have something an entree, and which is in that bit where we are mixing things, we are celebrating everybody, we are. As, as, a, as an American, as a Mexican, I've participated in the Korean culture. You know, I got married in Korean um, guard, you know what I mean? In their, old, their whole traditional Korean, um, you know, we went through the whole nine to, to do that. And so um, th th that's what I'm about. I'm like, we should be experiencing everybody's culture, mixing new things, you know what I mean? Um, I would have never thought to put Korean barbecue meat onto like a taco, but that's brilliant, you know? Um, mixing different foods, mixing different music genres. I mean, you know, there's country and rap now. They've mixed that genre. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Nally, Nally made a song, like, with Tim McGraw and stuff. It's like, that's oh, yeah. beautiful. I love that where we can mix stuff, we can make fun of each other, we can have a, a good laugh and not think, oh, my God, you said this person ate this food. Like, oh, you're, you're racist. No, those people eat food because they're, they're hungry and that food tastes good. Like you come here to South Korea within three minutes of my house, you'll run into three different chicken shops. Like they love to eat fried chicken too. Like that ain't unique to any, any people. You know what I mean? Uh, they love chicken, fried chicken as much as anyone else. So the, anyway. The, is, the human experience is everyone's experience. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's what we, what everyone does. We think our different Some people think our differences separate us. Mm -hmm. but they're all the same we're mm -hmm. having the same experiences it's life experiences it mm -hmm. just you just people just see it from a different perspective but it's all the freaking same yeah it's 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 all the same but thank you for having me yeah I, thank I appreciate you appreciate it yeah I'm looking, really, forward to, I'm, I'm looking forward to our next conversation about uh second amendment and, yeah yeah guns i'm but, gonna grill you on it please because i live here I live in South Korea where nobody has no guns and nobody gets shot. So, but the thing is we can do so respectfully. You know what I mean? Th this podcast yeah. exists. Look at the RHE. Um, there yeah. are two R's reversed on each top of each other to see the other person's perspective. It's purple. We use purple because uh, it's mixing the the red and the, and the blue and getting something totally different, which I was talking a bit about the fusion. You know what I mean? 
Like, mm-hmm. let's mix some stuff up and let's see things from different perspectives. So I do want to close out with this um, outro. Check us up at www.rgpodcast.com. You can check us out at uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, just about everywhere you can find someone, you can find us. So here we go. And we're having conversations like this, open, honestly. And, uh, you know, we also want to have a laugh on here. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't like to have these conversations and say things too seriously. They are serious, but not too seriously. So I do want to leave you with this outro. And thank you for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you back again. If you stick around for a minute, Big Dan. Yeah.